Have you been getting blessed so far? Are you gaining momentum so far? Amen, amen. All right, before I call up um, my pastor for today's word, I want to quickly um, look at the recap of yesterday. Guys, are you ready, DJ? Track two. Five, four, three, two. To change your destiny. Your life is about to change. Your destiny is about to change. Everything that trying to stop you is going to have to back off because this is your season where you're going to accelerate. When you look at the word acceleration, it's linked with momentum. You have to gain momentum. It's a part of the process of acceleration. The reason why God's given you momentum, momentum is not the blessing. Momentum is the vehicle to get you to the blessing. When anybody tells you something that's negative this year, don't be quiet. If they told you, oh, you look like you are going down, hush, stop right there. Don't allow it, because when you allow it, words have influence. God is about to release you into your destiny and your purpose. I don't care who don't like you. I don't care who's been trying to stop you for years. Your season of being stopped is over. Hallelujah. Amen. Like I said, make a commitment with yourself this year. Don't miss any of these meetings. Praise God. There's something about being in God's presence day, day after day like that. It compounds the impact in your life. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. I said hallelujah. Today I'm just excited. Um, again, um, the person bringing us God's word today needs no introduction. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. You are in for a great, great time. Hallelujah. Praise God. With great excitement, with joy, can we rise to our feet as I welcome my pastor, Reverend Femi Oduwale. You can do better. You surely can do better. You surely can do better. Go ahead and give God a best shout to God. Give him a shout, give him a shout, give him a shout, give him a shout. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor, boy. Neighborski. Welcome to my year. Maybe last year was your year. And maybe next year will be your own. But this one. This one is my home. Give God a shout. Give me a God bless you. Hallelujah. I'm in the company of so many great men this evening. I have with me Joshua, make him feel welcome. Sam Mikey, Pastor DJ, Reverend Tunjiba Bajide, Barista Yinka Olawayin. And we have here Bishop, is it Bishop or Apostle? That's, uh, let's make them female and his darling wife. Please be welcome, sir. I have some materials here for you that will be a blessing, faith series, school of ministry, and all that. It will be a very big blessing to you. I have um, a few books. My latest book, Seven Things Champions Do Before Breakfast. 
I studied a thousand champions to know what do they do before they eat breakfast. Prostitute approach to business. How to achieve a happy and lasting marriage is written by my dad. My dad is um, 82. He's married to his wife who is 76. And they are so much in love, it's amazing. They worship in our church and Minka um, will tell you every Sunday they are wearing jersey and posing. I went visiting them last Saturday. And my mom said, well, you know, this is your beard. I don't know if I like it. I said, well, it's okay. If you don't like it, I think I'm cool with it. She said, well, if you look at my husband without beards, he's looking more handsome. <laughs> at what age? So, so, we told him to write us a book on the formula. So, the book is here. And then, Marimatics. Not mathematics, so Marimatics. The formula for marrying right. The almighty formula. Because, you know, if you marry right, you have a prayer partner. You marry wrong, you have a prayer point. May God deliver you from prayer point. May you not shimari. Did anybody say shimari? May you, you not dream of shimari? May you not shimari. I said that in England. A white lady said paddy. I said you better say amen first. So you will not shimari, you say paddy. Say amen, we'll explain later. Praise God. Have you been blessed so far? How many scriptures did you write down when Aaron George was here? Anybody wrote scriptures? When he's speaking, I'm just looking at him. But maybe he was there when they wrote the Bible. I don't know. Praise God. I mean, I'm wondering, he must have been there when they wrote the Bible because, praise God. Are you ready? What year is it? What did you call it? I call it 29 things. <laughs> Which means this year, if it's not nice, it's not for you. Oh, come on. This is a year of nice things. Somebody here will drive a nice car. You move to a nice house. Anybody ready for a nice wedding? Are you ready to carry nice babies? Are you ready to take nice trip? Are you ready for some nice anointing? Come on, give God a shout if you're is somebody hearing me tonight? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, look at me and say, nice. Because this year, every time you see me, you'll be forced to say, nice. <laughs> Glory to God. God is about to give you nice things. You're about to move to a nice house. You're about to drive nice cars. Your job is about to get nice. You're about to get nice miracles. Nice blessings. Nice jobs. Nice contracts. Somebody said nice. You know there is something I've taught you here before. There is something about biblical arithmetic. One is the number of beginning. In the beginning God. Two is the number of agreement. If two shall agree. Three is the number of resurrection. Third day Jesus rose up. Third day Jonah was permitted. He said third day I will raise you up. Four is the number of balance. That's why it takes four legs for your chair to sit. Four tires for your car to run. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John gave a balance of the story of Jesus. Five is the number of grace. That is why David picked five stones. 
to kill one Goliath because he knows it's not going to be by stress. It's going to be by grace. That is why the same one that descended, ascended, and gave gifts unto men, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists, five. That is why I believe that God gave us five working days in a week. So that it shall be weak of grace and of favor, not labor. And that might be why I put five fingers on your... Oh, come on now. That wherever you lay hands on, will be grace. Somebody shall grace. And six is the number of man. This is the made man. Seven is the number of perfection. Go again seven times. Eight is the number of new beginning. And nine is the number of fruitfulness. Nine gifts of the spirit. Nine fruits of the spirit. The ninth month a woman deliver. And ten is the number of completion. When you count your fingers to ten, there is nothing to count again. Yoruba people say he has completed reading when he has counted ten books. <laughs> but listen to me. My arithmetic told me that 19 is 10 plus 9. Which means uh, once circle is completed, he has stepping into fruitfulness. <laughs> and I speak to your destiny. Be fruitful. Your marriage fruitfulness, your ministry fruitfulness, your business fruitfulness, your finances fruitfulness. God punished the devil and his mother-in-law. This year, no barrenness. It's fruitfulness all around. You have completed the circle. Step into fruitfulness. The devil can't stop you. The economy can't stop you. The government can't stop you. Step into your blessing. Somebody shout, yes! Sit down. So, so Philippians 4.13 is our word for the year in, in DCC. He says, I can do all things. On, and many of you, when you hear the word unlimited, you are wondering, you are perturbed, bewildered, shocked, overwhelmed, surprised, in awe, unlimited. But I know my bank account is limited. My dream is limited. I want to help you. Can I help you tonight? Glory to God. Look at the Amplified. He said, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything. Stand on your feet and pause as if you are ready. Say, I'm ready for anything. Oh, you're not looking for a neighbor that looks like a believer and say, I'm ready for anything. The devil is a liar. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything. So it does not matter what the devil brings that him bringing on. I am ready. Century English version says, God give me strength to face anything. I love the message translation. Say, whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything. So it's not about what's in my pocket. It's about what's in my covenant. Glory to God. And because I walk with God, all things are working for me. This year, I am unlimited. The small boy followed his dad to a store. And the dad uh, looked at the boy. And um, the owner of the store looked at the boy and said, put your hand into the candy jar and take as much as you want. And the boy said, thank you, sir. But he kept on waiting. And the man said, no, 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 the candy jar, take as many as you want. And the boy said, thank you, sir. Ah. Then the dad said, no, you can go ahead and take it. The boy said, thank you, sir. The dad said, nonsense. So the dad dipped his hand in the door and brought it out for him. 
The boy said, thank you, sir. When we're going, that is, uh, why did he to respond? The boy said, I knew if I don't respond, you will respond. And your hands are bigger than my own. <laughs> God's hand is bigger than your own. And God is stepping in for you this year. In the name of Jesus. This year, don't listen to them. Or don't bite one that you can chew. Bite one that you can chew this year. That when you bite the girl and joking, I need your help, because... Because it's unlimited this year. Sit down. So this year, I came very briefly to explain to you. Because I know your mind is wandering. So I want to give you an assurance that unlimited is possible. Come on, somebody shout, it's possible. In all things. In all spheres. In all aspects. And I was thinking, how, how do I explain it to you? And you know, somebody asked me a question some weeks ago. He said, Reverend, if you're about to die and you can only preach one message, what will it be? I didn't think long. I said, I'll preach covenant. He said, why? He said, that's the whole essence of Christianity. Your Bible is Old Testament, New Testament, which means Old Covenant, New Covenant. So if you put the Bible together, it's covenant. The most important message for the body of Christ. If you don't understand covenant, you will wonder why your mind is always shaking. And when you see people that believe in unlimited, you'll be wondering about them. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 25, he said you are children of the prophets and of the covenant. That is who we are. We are children of the prophet and we are children of the covenant. That is why nobody can freeze our destiny by telling us stuff. It's not our father. You need to know who your father is. Anybody that's not your father can't tell you nonsense. Hello, one old prophet called Nicola said, teacher, don't teach me nonsense. You know that prophet? <laughs> Anybody listening to me tonight? So it's very important for you to know that you're a child of the covenant and that is what gives you boldness to know no matter what, you survive it. Am I talking to somebody? No wonder the Bible said in Psalm 89 verse 34, it said, my covenant will I not break. I will not enter anything that come out of my mouth. God is committed to his covenant. If covenant is in, play, in place, you can go to sleep. So Genesis 15 verse 1, the Abrahamic covenant, the Bible says, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I'm your shield and exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? Can you even imagine that? God came to a man and was toasting him. Abraham is God. I'm your shield. I'm your exceeding great reward. And Abraham did, mm, mm. If you're my shield, I'm exceeding great reward. What will you give me? I don't have a child. And this boy in my house is going to inherit everything. And verse 4, and God said to him, no, that won't be your here. I will give you one that will come out of your womb. And verse 5, and God brought him out abroad and said, look now towards the heaven and tell the stars if you can count them. That's how your children will be. The problem sometimes is what you are looking at. Stop looking at small things. And stop looking behind you. Nobody can move forward looking backward. That is why God put your eyes in front of your head, not at the back of your head. And that is why this year, leave backbiters alone. They belong to the back. They are not front biters. They are back biters. Stop looking back. That's why your eyes is in front of your head, not at the back of your head. Move on. Push your neighbor and say, move on. God said, you are seeing wrong. Come and see something else. And God showed him this. That is why I tell people, don't spell your life on television. Because if it's not telling your vision, it's not worrying. You know what I've discovered? 
most people that are seen on television don't watch television. This year, you need to refocus. Somebody said, well, I'm going to watch Arsenal play. It's okay to watch them play after you have done your work. Because those boys are not playing, they are working. And only a fool will leave his work to watch other people work. Because when they finish what you call play, they get paid. Who pay you? And you've beaten your wife, shouted at your girl because of the match. And it's not a play for them, it's work. Are you listening to me? God said, let me change what you see. So he started to name the children. So he looked up, said, Yinka, Bola, Joshua. He was calling them. And for me, I don't, have, I don't want more children. But I want more money. So when I look at you, I say, one million, two million. Three. How many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all that GTB. Bank of America, one million dollars, two million dollars. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said, count it. And he went and he numbered them. And God said, that's how your descendants will be. Then look at verse 5. Very interesting. Verse 5. Verse, verse 6, sorry. Verse 6. So your descendants be. And be believed in God. And he was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 7. Then he said to him, I'm the Lord that brought you out. And you will inherit this land. Verse 8. Very interesting. And, and God said, and, and when he, God said you inherit this land. Verse 8. He said again, Lord. How will I know I will inherit it? Have you met people like that before? That after you've done all your explanation, they still go back and say, hey boy, excuse me. My pastor, Reverend Victor's son, when he was a young boy, went to school. They asked all of them, what do you want to be when you grow up? One said doctor, one said lawyer. Everybody was mentioning. He said, I want to be a millionaire. So they told his dad, my pastor said, he sat with him. For 30 minutes, explaining. Millionaire is not a profession. You have to have a job where you make money. After 30 minutes, my pastor said, did you understand? The boy said, yes, but for me, money is important. Though. What I want to be is a millionaire. <laughs> that is like what is happening here. After all God had said, Abraham said, but <laughs> How will I know? You see, that's my problem. How will I know that I'm unlimited? I know Pekat said it. I know Gabarev is prophesying it. But how will I know? So, but, but, but what, what I found surprising is that even the so-called father of faith was in unbelief once. So the question is what changed? Romans chapter 4 verse 1 said he found something. If you don't find that thing, it's difficult for you to walk in faith. If you don't find that thing, this unlimited to you will look unreal. He said, then what is it that Abraham, our father, has found? Verse 16 said, therefore, it's of faith that it might be of grace. Because if faith is not in motion, grace won't be in motion. So all you need to do is not to walk it. It's grace will walk it. But for grace to walk it, faith must be walking. Did anybody care what I'm saying? He said, therefore, it must be by faith and must be of grace. To the end, the promise must be sure of all sin. Not only that the law, but in all that, verse 14, as it is written, and made the father of many nations before him would be believed. Even God that quickened the dead. I love that. My God is a quickener of the dead. Everything dead in your life, I command them to come back to life in the name of Jesus. Dead marriage, dead cars, dead project in the name of Jesus. They are all coming back to life in the name of Jesus. The love is being restored in your home in the name of Jesus. 
And he called the things that be not as though they were who against all believing hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to what he was speaking, so shall your seed be and be not weak in faith. How did he get to that point that he's not weak in faith and he considered not his own body? Let me look at your neighbor and say, I consider not. No money in my pocket, but I consider not. Nobody has proposed to me yet, but I consider not. I don't have a car of my own, but I consider not. I might not be living that house yet, but I consider not. It's not that it's not there, it's just that I refuse to consider it. Say, so consider not the double deadness, deadness of his body, deadness of Sarah's womb. Give me the next verse, verse 20. I love this. And did not waver. He didn't waver. He came to a time he was so sure of unlimited, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, which means he didn't give glory because he had sinned. He gave glory before he saw. Is anybody getting what I'm saying? Oh, somebody give glory to God. Give glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I can give glory to him because his credit is good with me. I don't wait to see before I give glory. I give glory, then I see. We are not as now. We are not man you. We don't shout because we score. We shout so that we score. Yeah, give God a shout. Give God a shout. Give God a shout. Oh, glory to God. One of the best ways of giving glory to God is to shout. That is why God said, make a noiseful noise. Mm. Because if you had said sing, some of you, you sing on key cue, you will have sing off key. Even if you pray, the Bible says you can pray wrong, but you can't make noise wrong. You can't shout wrong. Somebody make a joyful noise. Make, make a joyful noise. Make a, make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. Make a joyful noise for January, for February, for March, for April, for May, for June, for July, for August, for September, for October, for November, for December. I give you praise in advance. Years ago, a friend of mine came to me and said, I'm believing God for five million. I said, well, let me pray with you. He said, wait. Then he brought out a check. I said, what's that? He said, check of 500,000. I said, as the money comes, he said, no, I'm paying the tithe in advance. So that the next time you open Malachi and say, can a man rob God? I will say, no, can a God owe man? <laughs> Come on, give your choice out in advance. Give your shout in advance. Give it in advance. Give it in advance. Give it in advance. God, I'm thanking you already for January, for February, for March, for April, for May, for June, for July, for August, for September, for October, for November, for December. I'm giving you praise in advance. Hear me. December, we were at Lagos Continental with my family. And because we were traveling out of the country that day, we called the bell boy to come and help us with our luggage. And the guy came. Then he started smiling. I said, wow, wow. And was greeting me. So I greeted him. Then after a while, I was still looking at him funny. I said, you know me? He said, yes, sir. I said, where? So I've been listening to your messages since I was in university. I said, I said, up to now, I'm still listening. 
I said, but you've never met me before. He said, no. So how did you know it is me? Then he laughs. Hey, is that voice? Is the voice? Is the same? It never changes the voice. <laughs> so I discover that my voice is noticeable, which means no matter how many people are shouting, God is watching for my voice. Ah! He knows your shout. He knows your voice. Come on, somebody, give him some praise. Give him some glory. Let God hear your shout. Let your shout be recorded. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Sit down. So verse 21 said, being fully persuaded, what he had promised was also able to perform. And therefore it was written for righteousness. For it is, was not written for Abraham's sake alone, but was written because of me also. So what happened? What did he find? What changed him from, how will I know? Am I sure I don't have a child? What changed him from that to strong in faith? Consider not fully persuaded. What changes a man like that? Let's go back to that Genesis chapter 15. So verse 8 said, after God, give, give, me, give me verse, verse Genesis 15 verse 7. Let's start from 7 again. And God said, I'm the Lord. I brought you out of the children. I'll give you this land to inherit it. Verse 8, he was still doubting. And how will I know that we inherit it? Then verse 9. And God said to him, go pick a goat. Go pick an animal. Go pick a pigeon. Take them. Kill them. Divide them both ways. And the fast of the carcass. And verse 12 said, when the sun was went down, Abraham slept. And not of great darkness fell upon him. And the Bible said, next verse, God came like a light and went through it. Then verse 14, God started blessing him. And he said, a nation which you serve will like joy. And afterward, they shall come with great substance. And you shall go to your fathers in peace. And you'll be buried in a good old age. Do you know good old age? You are not dying early. Good old age. Hello, somebody. Zion. No old man in Zion. Are you listening to me? Listen to me very carefully. When you are 80, you still be wear putting on suspenders. And that comes with church bouncing at 82. That's how you'll be bouncing like rubber. <laughs> hey, you are not dying yet. Look at three people around there and say, We won't bury you this year. We won't, we won't bury. No, 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 no. A good old age means you won't be old and be in penury. You'll be old and have money. And be serving God, preaching the gospel, walking the streets, winning souls. In the name of Jesus. We won't be visiting you in the hospital. If you go to the hospital, it's to clear up the place. <laughs> and lay hands on them and tell them to get up. Good old age. Then he said to him in verse 15, and he came down and told went down and all that and all that. And so you're wondering, so what is that? You see, you will think like that because you're a Nigerian or wherever you're from. In those days, he knew what God was trying to do. God descended to the realm of man. Oh, Covenant Harvest Church, you're in for something tonight. God descended to the realm of man. To prove to him the way man knew. Because in those days, if there's an argument over anything, am I sure, am I not sure, the only way to solve it is we enter into covenant. 
And in those days, covenant is serious. They will take the animals, they will kill the animals, they will put some to the left and some to the right. And the blood will be in the middle and they will mix the blood together and a part of the blood and the part of the blood. Pastor Tony, can I borrow you? Please come. Peace, Sam, can I borrow you too? Please, please come. Hallelujah. Thank you. Put your hands together for them. Hallelujah. Pastor Tuji is my boss in Lagos. Um, I work for him. Yeah. PK knows. I'm his PA. So if you want to see him, just see me. I'll arrange it. All right. So as he's a farmer, he looks like one. He has all the food, everything. He is a hunter. In those days, there is no market to go and buy. So hunter's family, we have a lot of meat, but no food. If we have a lot of food, no meat. So the only way for their family not to die of kwashioko is to come into covenant. And when they come into covenant, he will say, come, let's come into covenant. So they will come into covenant. He will bring uh, his own symbol of famine. He will bring his own symbol of hurting. And they will come and they will kill the animal. They will spread the blood. We cut his hand. We cut his hand. They put it in a cup with the blood of the animal. They mingle it together and drink it. And as they are doing it, they are doing it with the oath and a promise. The promise is, I will be faithful to you whenever you need meat. You don't even need to bear. You just ask, I'll give it to you. My meat is your meat. My grain is your grain. My wife is your wife. My children are your children. My house is your house. That is the promise. Then they will go to the earth. But if I fail, let my life be scattered like the life of this animal. Let me be killed. Let everything not work for me. If I default, if I default, the covenant witness must chase my generation to the seventh generation and destroy them, they must now cause. Did anybody get what I'm saying? That was what God was saying in Jeremiah 34 verse 18. God said, I will give these men that have transgressed my covenant, that have performed the words of the covenant, they transgressed that word. He said, made before me, when they cut it in half and walk through it. So covenant in those days, you have to divide the animal and pass through it. That is how covenant is called. And God knew Abraham knew that. So God said, how do I tell Abraham? How can I convince him? How can I get this doubt out of him? I know what I'm going to do. How God's covenant with him the way he knows how. So God came like a man and said, Abraham, I know you know covenant, let's do it. But there was only one problem. Abraham is the initiator of the covenant. God is the initiator of the covenant. In covenant, there must be three parties. There must be the initiator, the responder, and covenant witness. The thing about the covenant witness is must be greater than the two of them because we have to swear by him and he's one that will execute the judgment if any one of them fail. Can I talk a bit? One of the best examples of covenant is marriage. That is why the Bible says he that findeth a wife, not he that his wife find. The man must be the initiator of the covenant. So sister, stop all this vision. Brother Theophilus, I, I, I was having a dream. I saw me and you by the well. We were drawing water. Brother Theophilus, hey, you know we go to this island together. We hear the same word. Say no, why we are drawing the water? Two little children ran to us and they said, Daddy, Mommy. Is God saying something to you? Stop that. Let him initiate the covenant. You are a responder. Are you listening to me? I've taught you here before how to propose. It's like driving. 
have driven in Europe, in America, everywhere. It's the same law. When you are driving, don't branch without trafficking. So, bro, as the initiator, when you see the lady trafficate before you branch, don't just carry a 19 by 17 inches Bible and say, don't share the law to my spirit. Thou art my wife. She too will say, don't share my flesh to my hand. I will slap you. No, trafficate. Let her know. Hello. Send gifts, send flower. Come on, somebody. Buy Pika's books on marriage and give her so that she knows that you are trafficking. And sister, if you don't want him to branch, don't waste his time. Start to sing special number. Don't pack, brother. No. Oh, packing. Modulate. Let him hear. But there are some brothers. I hope they are not in Island Church. They trafficate to the right, they trafficate to the right, and they turn to the left. God will punish you. Ah! See the way the sisters are saying, Amen! Bro, what have you done? The sisters are happy. I do know that some of them is double pointer, blinker, left and right. God will punish them double. Ah! The sisters mean you. But there are some sisters too. Brother Trafficate took you to Mr. Big's, you had big. Took you to Tantalizer, you tantalize. Took you to Sweet Sensation, you sweetly sensationalize. Then you now want to brag, you say, no parking. God will punish you. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers are happy. But let the man be the initiator. Let him be the one that comes and says, excuse me, I'm interested. Then the woman, the responder, then God is a covenant witness. First Peter 3, 17, the first time I read it, I didn't get it. God said, if I don't deal with my wife according to knowledge, he won't answer my prayer. Excuse me, sir. What is your own? I marry her. She marry me. I'm not treating her fine. He won't answer my prayer. First Peter, what is that? First Peter 3, 7, 3, 7, 3, 7. And you won't answer my prayer? It's because God is a covenant witness. So, men, let me tell you one thing this year that we walk. He's been working for me when I'm believing God for something big. I transfer money to my wife's account. Uh, yes. I still did it last week. She said, what is this? I said, love portion. In fact, that's what I do. GTB, that's, you know, they ask you what it is. I say, love portion. And I tell her, I say, look, look, thank God I'm treating you well. Eh? Una, there are some things eh, that is hanging. Eh? Thank God that you should be quick, answer quick. I'm taking care of you well. If your husband is close to you, give him a look and say, are you hearing? Are you, are you hearing, Rev? Eh? Uh, if your husband is not here, buy this message. Know exactly where I'm saying this and be playing. Put it on, replay. Malachi 2.13, very interesting. God said, you are crying. You cover my altar with tears and with weeping. You cry so much. You brought offering. I did not receive it from your hand. Why? Verse 14 told us why God did not receive it. Give me amplified, verse 14. Give me amplified, give me amplified. He said, but you said, but why did you reject it? Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth. Against whom you have dead treacherously. She is your married companion and the wife of your covenant. 
made by vows. You see, that exchange of vow is not for formality. Have you, have you taken time to read it before? You know, what helped me was that the reverend that joined me in marriage did not like me. Oh, yes, he didn't like me at all. He looked at me. You! Albert Femio Duole, do you take this lovely lady as your lawfully wedded wife? In sickness, result. For richer and for poorer, the dead. Honor to say, excuse me, sir, let me think about it. Give me time. Let me go and think. But the vow is crazy. He says, with my whole body, I deal well. With my whole possession, I give thee. It's deep. If you are not ready for it, don't do it. It's deep. That's covenant. And in those days, they will cut the finger because they believe this finger that there is a nerve here that goes straight to the heart. So it's not ring. They cut it and put your blood of your blood inside. If it is those days, you won't marry more than one wife. <laughs> once they cut you, once you're like, it's okay. <laughs> if the wife is misbehaving, you say, be misbehaving. I'm not cutting again. That is where the word court covenant comes from. It's a cutting. It ought. Are you listening to me? So there must be a covenant initiator. There must be a covenant witness. And the two of them come together. And, but the problem in this one is that God is initiating with Abraham. Covenant witness must be greater than the two of them. Where will God get one greater? It's a big problem. So God looked and looked. And they must swear by the name of the greater. Give me Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13. Let me see what God, let's see what God did. <laughs> let's see what God, Hebrews 6, 13. Hebrews 6, 13. Uh -uh. And when God made the promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Eh, eh. You know, you know the swear. The swear means to shake away. You know shake away? You know shake away. How do I, how do I explain that in English? To shake away means to shake away. Yeah, it's, it's, Praise God. You know, I, I'm a Yoruba boy. Sometimes there are some things English fall my hand. So I'm saying because they didn't consider God as God, he gave them over to reprobate mind. Even sound like something good. Reprobate. Yoruba Bible said, You don't need to know Yoruba to know Agabagebe. It can't be good. <laughs> English Bible says, if you say there is no God, uh, uh, a man that says there is no God is a fool. Uh, Bible says, Ashiwere. So if you say there is no God, you are not a fool, you are an Ashiwere. You know? <laughs> so, so God was like, so God shake me. You know shake me. God said, look, Abraham, if I don't do things for you, let my life scatter like that of this animal. Ah, I'm coming. But because God got nobody to swear by, he shaked by himself. So, so when we were young, when we, give me verse 14, give me verse 14, give me verse 14. Uh, this interest, give me verse 14. For surely in place, I bless him, but verse 15. And so every obtain, he obtained, he obtained the promise, verse 16, for men very least by the greater and unknown of confirmation is the end of all strife. When we were young, you, you, you remember, Pastor, that when we were young, if two of us are arguing about something, all I need to do is, uh, uh, have you ever done that before? 
No, uh, you lucky people. If that, as two shall she look, if that, so you are not different from me. I was thinking you have never, uh, I went, yeah, I said, oh, okay, okay. That was then. Anyway, now I can't trust it. Then, uh, I still don't trust you. But in those, uh, that is the end of all strife. We are not fighting. We are not arguing again because I believe you can't lie and be doing that. So verse 17 said, we are in God, willing more abundantly. I used to think it was to show Abraham. Then I discovered it was to show Yinka and Obolo and Mayowa and Funke. It's to show me how bad. Not Abraham. Because he knows one day, PK will say to you, this year is unlimited. I was like, mm. So God to show you swore. Oh, come on. Let me read to you the Living Bible translation. Living Bible translation says, God also bound himself with an oath so that those he promised to help will be perfectly sure and never need to wonder whether he might change his mind. Never need to wonder. That's why he swore. So God said, if I don't do this for Abraham, may my life scatter. If I don't do this for you, may things not work for me. If I don't do for you, come out down for me. Along said the long boy. Because God has nobody greater. You know what he said? Along boy, God. Along said, along boy, Abraham. In blessing, I will bless you. In promotion, I will promote you. I will make you unlimited. You will have children. Abraham, if I don't do it, let my life not move forward. Let my life be scattered. So God shake me. Then the Bible now said, wasn't shake me because of Abraham. He was shake me because of me. <laughs> so the devil is a liar. God shake me about my promotion this year. God shake me about my life this year. God has shake me. Verse 18 said in KJV that by two immutable things by which it is impossible for God to lie, we can receive a strong consolation. Give me the amplifier. I love this. So the amplifier said the two immutable things is the promise. I'll bless you. I'll do you good. I'll make you unlimited. That is one. Then the oath. If I don't do it, may my life scatter. God shake me. In which it is impossible for God to lie. We have fled to take refuge and have strong encouragement and indwelling strength to get the unlimited. That's it. It shake me. So the next time the devil says you can't get that contract, do like this to the devil. Me, that God shake me. <laughs> is anybody getting what I'm saying? For years, when I was a young believer, and I hear the likes of Bishop Oyedepo say, I can never be poor. Ah. I'm like, did you say it softly? <laughs> ah. ah. Can't they be talking like this? I can never die early. Ah. Ah. I hope nobody had to. Kedeki one day was speaking. Glory to God, I'm going to die old. I'm not dying young. It's not possible. And one lady said, Brother Hagen, don't say it too loud. The devil might hear you. Reggie said, that's why I'm saying it. I used to wonder what gives them that confidence. Give me verse 19. See what gives them that confidence. Give me verse 19. Verse 19. This hope, confident assurance, we have as an anchor for the soul. He can't sleep, 
He can't break down under whatever pressure. No economic recession, no downturn, no weather problem. No matter what it is, he can't sleep. He can't break down whatever the prayer bears on it. He's a safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veil. So what is it? It's the anchor of our soul. So now my soul is no longer moving like this. Will unlimited work or not? It will work. God shake with So it will help you to do your goals. You are not doing it by yourself. You are doing it back to a promise and a hope. Is anybody getting what I'm saying? One translation said, God put his life on the line. Oh, glory to God. He said it. He said, if I don't do this, let things not work for me. He, he, he swore. He he caused, he made it sure. And because he's made it sure, my, my, my hope is on that covenant that God caught with us. And I'm sure. So Galatians chapter 3 verse 15. Let, let me move very quickly. He said, brethren, I speak after the manner of men. That even this is a man's covenant. Once it is confirmed, you can't disannul it. Not to talk, if it's a man that swore. Hello? Once he has sworn, it is confirmed, he swore. That's Galatians 3.15. You can't disannul it. Then verse 16. He said, but now, not to Abraham and his seed, where the promise is made. He said, not to seed as of many, but to one which is Christ. So once I enter into Christ, I've entered into covenant. And if men don't break covenant, God can break covenant. So verse 17 now. He said, this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ, the law that came 430 years after, cannot disannul it. <laughs> that you should make that promise of no effect. What am I saying? So the next time you say, hey, this year, economy will be tough. Tell them it's too late. God had shaped it long ago. Said the law 430 years. Now it will be 2,430 years. It's too late that you'll be poor. Somebody shout too late. That you won't enjoy your marriage. That you won't have your own children. That you won't live a good life. That you won't have nice things this year. That you won't drive a nice car. And move to a nice house. And take nice vacation. And look nice. And smell nice. Oh, somebody shout too late. So when they are telling you about economic downturn, tell them too late. That is why Abraham considered not because it's too late. He has something else now to consider. Is anybody getting that? Glory to God. It's too late. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, but listen. There are three things that accompany every covenant. Number one is what we call the token of the covenant. Let me start with the toast of the covenant. So, so when Abraham came, and said, look, hey, look, let's, one of the first things they're going to do, they're going to get a cup. So put his blood, put his blood, mingle it together. They make the promise, they make the oath, and drink it. That means our blood is one. One for all, all for one. Whatever I have is yours, whatever you have is mine. That is the toast. Now this is the thing. After a while, they will say, how will our children not default? So they say we must have a toast, which is called covenant ceremony constantly. So in the covenant ceremony, 
They don't need to kill animal again, but they will look for wine, which is a symbol of that blood. And they will look for wafer, which is a symbol of the flesh. And they will explain to their children, to generation to generation, that that day, their grandpa and our grandpa, they cut themselves. And when they cut themselves, they put it into wine and they mingle it. So today, both families, we will take this wine. And what we are saying is that we are one. We are one family. The covenant is working. We are born by covenant. And as you drink, be remembering the sacrifice that was made. Be remembering the covenant that was called. And as you eat this, it's like we ate flesh then, but you are not eating flesh now. Does anybody get what I'm talking to you about? Do you know why we now take communion? It's a covenant meal. That's why in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul said, nobody told me about communion. I saw it. Ah, why should God show it to him? He said, God show it to me clearly. If I knew nobody told him, because he said that night, he picked the cup, he sipped it. If I'm giving you a story, I don't tell you he sipped. He saw it. And God said, as long as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. When I wanted to get married, by miracle, I got a card. Got married to make all my car in December. January that year, I moved into a beautiful bungalow. PK used to visit me in Babu. We've come a long way. And that's another thing. Covenant is not for a season, it's for life. All of you that came past to any house, something is wrong somewhere. I didn't have anything when it began. And he didn't have anything. But he had me preach. And he said, God told him that's my father. All of you, oh, now he has a Jeep. No, no, no. Because be careful, it's a covenant saying who you follow determines what follows you. So you follow freeze, everything freezes. <laughs> you want to follow somebody whose marriage is not working, whose career is not working, nothing is working. Or you want to follow PK, fine boy, no pimples. In she dresses. What you follow determines what follows you. It's a covenant thing. And they drink it. I, so I got married. Then I got a car. But the next year, for some reason, money ceased. The, 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 the rent wasn't coming. Then the car had an accident. And one day my wife was going to work. And I told her, I said, as you go to work today, when you are back, I'll be in the story the door will be locked. Don't knock. I have things to talk to God about. It's either he listens to me from here or I'll go there and meet him because I won't eat until we settle this matter. So she left for work with fear and trepidation. By the time she came back, she met me at the dining. She was like, uh-uh, you scared me this morning. I said, I meant it. But in that room, God spoke to me after four hours. Number one, he said, you use faith to get. You are not using faith to sustain. He said, number two, you are not leaning on the power of the covenant. And he told me that every time the devil is harassing me like this, I should bring out the covenant tournament. And said, devil, your head don't eat nail. Who is your mate? God shake me about my prosperity. Before you are, you, you are born. Before I got married, before car was made, the covenant is in play. And that is why I want to say to husband and wife, some of you, the last time you took communion together was the one PK did for you when you got married. When we went on two weeks vacation to UK and UAE the last time, my wife said as we are going, every day we are taking communion. And that's what we did. One day, there was no drink, there was nothing. He said, make tea. <laughs> be 
because that is what you show your children. You will marry right. It's covenant right. You will have children. It's covenant right. Don't listen to CNN saying this year will be tough. For you, it can be tough. So whenever the devil is attacking your mind like that, get the bread, get the wine. You don't need a priest. You are a priest. You don't need wine. Use coke. It's a symbol. And as your children are growing, start to do it with them. Let them know. Initiate them into our covenant with God. That is what makes us who we are. That's what makes us unlimited. There is a toast. So in Genesis 14, from verse 17, the Bible said the king of Sodom went out to meet Abraham after the slaughter of Chidola Homer and the kings that were with him and the valley of Shaveh, which is the king's dale, dale then verse 18, and Meshachah, the king of Salem, he brought the bread and the wine. This is before Old Testament, New Testament. Communion. Because it has always been known as the feast of the covenant. But interesting, there is also the token. <laughs> so the token, there are different kinds of token. So if Abraham came to, God came to Abraham and said, let's enter into covenant. Number one token is that there must be an exchange of names. Hello? That is why when Pierre married PK, she became an Okonkwo. Did anybody get that? I even like my own. My wife's maiden name is Odeni Law. My own name is Oduwole. Did you get that? Odeni Law. Shaboy. Oduwole. <laughs> hey! Somebody said, well, I'm a feminist. I don't need to take my husband's name. Show me where it is in the Bible. I showed her. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Genesis chapter 5. Male and female created it then and called their name Adam. So, I tell wives, tell your husband, you can't mess up because that name is no longer your name. It's our name. You can't mess up. It's our name. He called their name, not our name, not his name. So, the guy is holding that name in custody for you. So, when you are ready, you go and collect the name. It's your own. <laughs> And rock it very well. I was when she gets away and people are looking. He says, Excuse me, I'm Tejo Duole, Albert Oduole. Ah! It's our name. <laughs> it's our name. <laughs> Praise God. My daughters are more private. My son, he flaunts my name. He says, Hello, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Deborah Oduole. My dad. Ah! That is why you look like your daddy. <laughs> You know something we drop. Ah, that boy. I was, I'm not, I'm more gentle. Eh? I don't know. That was why his name was Abraham. The all of a sudden, he entered into covenant with I am. So his name becomes Abraham, I am. Ah! So before where he goes and says, Abraham, now he goes, this is Abraham, I am. Ah! God is backing him up. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, I have a hand behind me. <laughs> Be careful how you treat me. And you know, you know that's, that's another thing. That's another thing. Because the problem with covenant is that if I look at him and say, I can fight you. I need to be sure no covenant is backing him up. Is anybody getting what I'm saying? Because if the covenant is backing him up, I will be in trouble. Have you noticed? Now you understand Old Testament. 
In that Genesis 15, God said something that even Abraham did not understand. He said, your children will mess up. Then I will make one country to take them away. After 400 years, they will return them. Then I will deal with that country. Have you noticed that is what God did all through Old Testament? Why? Because when he goes to mess up, as the covenant witness, I must make sure another nation greater than him deal with him. But after that nation finished dealing with him as a covenant partner, I say, ah! And you are not afraid. You are dealing with a covenant partner, you are dead. That is why when men of God mess up, it's not in your mouth. Let their covenant and do it. Because if God use you as stick, they will, God will throw you away at last. Is anybody care what I just said? Oh, that man of God did it. So his master is standard or fallen. Because who God used you to beat, God destroys you. Because he's both covenant witness and covenant partner. And he must fulfill both roles. So one day, <laughs> uh, God showed up and said, Abraham, can I have my son, please? Have you ever wondered, why did God want Isaac? Why? why did, I mean, you gave him. You are not asking that is what is called the test of the covenant. I've told you about the toast. I've told you about the token. I'm talking about the test now. God came one day and said, Abraham, I want our son. Why can't Abraham argue? argue? Abraham is not his son. He's our son. Why did Abraham not tell Sarah? Because Sarah was not a part of the covenant. Did anybody get that? And God was very funny. Jesus said, God said, go and sacrifice him on three days' journey. I didn't like that. If God wants me to give it, collect it now. Because every walk during the three days, he's thinking, hey, 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 should I turn back? What will I tell Sarah? This is the only one remaining. What will I do? Three days' journey. Why did God do that? Because God knew that by covenant, Isaac is his own son. But also by covenant, Jesus is Abraham's son. And God knew that one day the son of man, we need the son of God. So the son of God had become the son of man. So God wants to see if man will be faithful to the covenant, to see himself be faithful to the covenant. If Abraham had failed, all of us would have failed. I don't know if you know that was the same mountain where it was meant to sacrifice Isaac. That was the mountain where Jesus was crucified. And I love the name of it. It's called the Golgotha, the place of the skull. Until your brain is nailed to the cross. Covenant won't work for you. Because when God says bring tight, you are arguing. So tight is not Old Testament, New Testament. Tight is covenant. That's why Genesis chapter 14. He said, and he blessed him and said, bless Abraham of the Most High God. And bless the Most High God and all that never saw. It's one of Genesis 14. And he brought, the Bible said, he brought tithe of all. He brought the tithe and gave it. And somebody say, oh, tithe. That was, not the, that was before the law. So you see, this is what tithe does. Tithe means God, me and you, we are in covenant. So this is our money. This is your share. So that makes that money, not my money, it's God's money. That is why Devora can't come near. Romans 8, we quote Romans 8, 28. Give it to me and amplify it. Romans 8, 28. Give it to me and amplify Romans 8, 28. I, I love it and amplify Oh, glory to God. All things work together for good for them that love God. He said, we know. Give me amplify For we know that all things work together for good for them that know. This is KJV. Amplify 
Amplifies it a bit. He said, for them that has God as a partner. No, same 828, Amplify. 828. He said, and we know with great confidence that God is deeply concerned about us. Because he saw things work together as planned for good for those who have God, those who are called according to his plan and purpose. So this is what happened. When you give, you enter into partnership with God. That covenant protects the remaining. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So if anybody says don't pay tithe, he's saying work out on your covenant. That's why we pay tithe. It's not Old Testament, New Testament say. It's a covenant thing. So many a times, I don't know if you have discovered, God will nudge your heart. Give that money. That's what happened to me years ago. I promised my family, this year I'm taking you on vacation to UK or your Dubai. Make up your mind on one. So they started fighting. UK, no, I'm not going to UK. Because I'm going to Dubai. I said, stop fighting. When you make up your mind, let me know. Then the next day, my son woke me up. So daddy, that vacation, it was meant to be in December. I said, that vacation, how many days more? I said, this is January. He said, I just want to know because I'll be counting down. So I knew I was in trouble. I started saving. So I've saved some millions. I'm ready for it. Then God said, drop it. I said, God punish the devil, his mother-in-law, his niece and nephews. Drop what? God, this is not my money. Oh. These people are still fighting if it's Dubai or London. I will not drop it. God said, drop it. So I called my wife. I said, TJ, God. He said, drop it. I said, ah, you go and tell the children. He said, no, you don't want to tell them, but drop it. And this, and this was July, August. Oh my, what, what will I do? September, October, the money had not come. So one day I was coming from a trip and somebody called me, Rev, where are you? I said, well, I'm on my way to Nigeria, blah, blah, blah. He said, okay, I just want to ask you, what's your plan for family vacation this year? I said, you know, we are thinking of UK or Dubai, but now I'm thinking we just do one country. He said, no, why, why not both? I wanted to say both, call ship me. <laughs> I don't even have money for one. You said both. I said, no, 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 we're doing one. We don't have much time, you know. All the vacations are about 15 days. He said, no, I'm just thinking, what of both? I said, I don't want both. So, and I'm thinking we go to Dubai. He said, why? I didn't tell him that because it's cheaper. I said, well, you know, Dubai, there are fun places, and London will be cold. He said, why don't you ask the children if they prefer both? Ah! I said, what is your own? We are doing Dubai. Even that Dubai is by faith. The guy said, I'm sorry that I'm asking like that. It's because... God told me to finance everything. I said, hey, we will do both. If it is you, don't do both. The guy said, oh, you are not talking to family. I said, which family? We are doing both. Not only did he pay all the tickets, he put us in an hotel five buildings away from Buckingham Palace. When we got to Dubai on the plane, I've been received like royalty all over the world. This one was different. Some guys came into the plane carrying our name. My son said, Daddy, that is us. I said, keep quiet first. Let's find out why they are looking for us. <laughs> so they said, well, we are agents. We have been contracted to take you through the stress of immigration to collect your bag for you. So you just follow us right now. There are two jeeps waiting for you that will take you to the hotel. I said, oh, two jeeps. I said, no, no, one is enough. We are okay. We won't come. My son said, no, daddy, let the guys go. Me and you, we go in this world. It is, their own generation will be better than us. Our own mind, eh? Austerity has reduced it. We got to the hotel. It was very close to Jumara Beach. 
It's not, it's a four-bedroom apartment. You can play football in the sitting room. How did that happen? Test. God said, bring what you got. Then I'll give you what I've got. And you can't outgive God. When you release your small, God gives his big. Isaac was one, but Jesus paid the price for everybody. So now I know the meaning. God said, through your son Isaac, all the hearts will be blessed. If Isaac has lived one million years, he can't bless all the heart. But by the sacrifice of Isaac, all the heart was blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to believe God. And you know something very interesting. I used to wonder, what, why did, look at Genesis 22 verse 1. Oh my God. I love this. I love this. Verse 1, Genesis 22. Let me close. He said, it came to pass after these things that God tested. God tempted Abraham. And said, verse 22, take your son. Go and kill him where I'm going to send you. Verse 3, and Abraham rose early and, and sat with the horse. Verse 4, the third day. So it took a long time. Verse 5, then, I love Isaac. He was a sharp boy. He said, Papa. He said, yes. Daddy. Yes. I see kerosene. Oh, yeah. We need it for sacrifice. Okay. I see wood. Oh, yes, yes. We use it. <laughs> daddy, daddy. <laughs> Where is the animal for the sacrifice? But see the answer of the dad. He said, God himself, we have to provide. Then verse 5, he said to the young man, you stay here. Me and the boy, we will go up and we will come back. But you're going to kill this boy. And you say, we will go, we will come back. How can you be saying, we will come back to the boy you are going to kill? But Abraham knew the covenant. He said, God, we are covenant partners. Oh. What I have is, oh, what you have is my own. What I can do, I will do. What you can do, you have to do. So if I can't do it, you can do it. You, you have to do it. So me, it's okay. You don't want to kill the living. Me, I will kill the living. But you can raise the dead. So, when I kill him, you raise him, we are going home together. You are wondering, the devil said that Hebrews eleven seventeen. Let me show you. Hebrews eleven seventeen. He was talking about faith. He said, by faith, Abraham, when he had offered up Isaac, the first time I read that, I said, did he offer him? God said, shut up, he offered him. Because once you've done it in your heart, you've done it. I was going to Abuja, I was driving my car one day. God said, this car is not your own. I said, this can't be God, this is the devil, because he didn't steal it, it's my own. God said, no, it's no longer your own. I said, so what do I do? God said, give it to this man of God. I said, okay, after struggle, I said, we give him. God said, not in this condition. That's when I got annoyed. So me that I've been driving it in this condition, it's okay. Now that I want to give it, I should not push it. We can well be this. So I gave it to a panel builder, and they started working on it. And I traveled. And when I got to where I was going, years ago, somebody saw me and said, I've been wanting to do something for you for a long time, but it just never worked. But now it just worked. Take, and it was a millionaire in those days. And I said, God, what is this? God said two things. Years ago, you wanted to make your first million at 30. You are 30 now. I'd even forgotten. God said, number two, because of the car you gave. I said, I'm not giving it. They are repairing it. God said, you're giving it. 
Because once you've done it in your heart, it's done. So go back to it. Go back to it. Give it to me. He said, and nobody was saying, and you received the promise of it's only begotten son. Verse 18. Look at verse 18. For whom it was said that this one you'll see be called. Look at verse 19. He accounted that God was able to raise him from the dead. We will me receive him as a figure. Sent to the English version said, because he was sure that God could raise people to life. So why do I pay my tithe? Because I know it's not a loss. I know it's a gain. Why do I give my seed? Because I know my seed might leave my hand. It can't leave my life. Because my God knows how to get it back to me. So anybody that speaks against seed and tithe, they have no gumption. Because they don't understand covenant. That's why we don't argue with them on Facebook. They don't know our covenant with God. They are not a party to the covenant. They can't understand seed sowing. They can't understand tithing. But we know the meaning. We know that in our covenant, we give, we don't lose it. So I say, when you keep on collecting from these people, that is why they don't have, no, we are the one that is buying the best cars in town. I dedicate cars every time. Dedicate houses. Where do they get it from? From the giving. That is where it comes from. Stand on your feet, everybody. Thank you, sir. Did anybody get anything today? So look at this. Because everybody will start to talk to you now. Oh, this election year, things will be tough. This election year, things will be like this. Oh, there will be kidnapping. Psalm 74 verse 20. Psalm 74 verse 20. If you want the books, they're going to be somewhere outside. You go get them. Psalm 74 verse 20. God said, have respect unto the covenant. For the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of quarrelty. This year, have respect unto your covenant. We don't do Yahoo. We don't do Aristo. We don't steal. We don't rob. But when we have respect to our covenant, what destroys other people can destroy us. Because God shake with it. If you forget anything today, remember you are unlimited. Because your unlimited nature is backed up by a promise and hope. He shake it over you and said, you, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplication, I will multiply you. Lift up your hand and start to give God praise. Father, thank you, Lord, for your covenant. I hold the debt I can't pay. You paid the debt you didn't hold. You stepped into a covenant with me. Lord, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. I have respect unto the covenant. In my titan, in my given, in my living right. I have respect unto the covenant. Lord, I give you praise. That is why Jesus can pay for your sins that I didn't commit. Because my covenant is your brother. My covenant is your brother. In Jesus' name we pray. Open your eyes and look at me. Twice in my lifetime. I've met two people that got saved by being preached to by an abalist. Two. One of them, the children were in my church. They told me that that got saved because they pursued him from village. He went everywhere. So somebody told him one abalist that is very strong when he got to that abalist house and he narrated. The abalist started consulting his God. And the Abadist looked at him and said, I can collect your money, but it won't work. These people are strong. 
You have finished your destiny. The guy started crying. He said, what can I do? The man said, nothing. Me, I can't help you. Anybody that said they want to help you is deceiving you. This man stood up to go in tears. Then the valleys called him back. He said, my conscience won't let you go. The only way you can be delivered is to enter into covenant with Jesus. Abba. He said, but that one, me, I can't help you. Go and meet your new pastor. They can help you. Because once you enter into a covenant with him, your battle becomes his battle. That is the only way you can survive. Another one, he said he took somebody's name to an abalist. And when they call that name, normally when they call that name, the person's face will appear and they will stab. He was telling me this story himself. He said, but this time around, it was his brother-in-law, a Christian. So when they called the man's name, it was Jesus' face that appeared. And Calabas What gave Jesus the right to appear? Covenant. I am his, is mine. Abraham can kill the living. He can raise the dead. So I can walk her. But I can't bring prosperity by hard work. But he can do that. So that's why I'm unlimited. So where my limit reach is unlimited by covenant takes over. So everybody's wondering, how are you doing it? That is covenant. That is what it does. But listen to me very carefully. It will be the most stupid mistake for you to walk out of here tonight without establishing yourself in that covenant. It will be a mistake. Years ago, the Titanic, 1912, was leaving from Southampton, UK, for New York, USA. The biggest ship they've ever made, ever. They said, stupidly, that even God can sink it. It was not God that sank it, it was ordinary iceberg. Man is limited. On the list, was divided into different categories. Lords, nobles, commoners, married, single, blacks, white. But after the accident, at the end of the day, there were only two lists. Saved, lost. The question is today, there are only two lists. Covenant, non-covenant. If you know you don't have a covenant, I'm ready to initiate you into our covenant for you to become my brother and my sister. For my God to be your God. For you to be unlimited like I'm unlimited. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. You are here, you know your name is in that covenant list. You know if you die today, you're going with Jesus. You know that you've given your life to him. Put your right hand on your chest quickly. If your right hand is not in your chest because you know that covenant is not establishing you. And it won't take long. I want to lead you into that covenant. Maybe you have never given your life to Jesus. Or you did, but you walk out on the covenant. I want to pray for you tonight. If your right hand is not on your chest, I want you to wave it at me. God bless you. God bless you. Wave it. Wave it. Can you come towards me? I want to pray for you. Come. There's nothing to be shy about. Come into this covenant. From wherever you are, God bless you. If you're coming from upstairs, come. If you're coming from the gallery, come, come, come. Come. Let's, let's, let's get into this covenant together. Let's rock it together. I took the same decision over 30 years ago. I'm the better for it. Come. Come. 
come I'm bringing you into our covenant this covenant pays this covenant secures this covenant provides oh glory to God are you excited about these people I'm coming to our covenant if it's a man-made club they won't be happy because you're coming with me they will reduce the ration but our covenant is an unlimited covenant the more the merrier so you go back home initiate your brothers into our covenant your sisters, your parents, your children and bring them to David's Christian Center if you're still coming I'll give you three more minutes three more seconds if you're coming God bless you keep on clapping, keep on clapping somebody's making up his mind somebody's still coming I'm waiting for you, I'm waiting for you I'm waiting for you, I'm waiting for you I'm waiting for you, you're what waiting for it's your destiny this covenant is sweet this covenant covers glory to God if you're coming stick come stick up quickly quickly if you're in front of me put your right hand on your chest repeat after me say Lord Jesus today I give my life to you the Bible says if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart then I'm saved then I've entered into the covenant so today, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. So I'm saved. I'm not born again. I'm not in covenant with you. Devil, take your hands off me. I'm now unlimited. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me into your covenant. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you, Lord, for these ones that we welcome into our covenant. And I pray that over them, let the windows of heaven be open. Bless them and make them in blessing. Increase them tremendously. Protect them. Let all the protection of our covenant back them up. In the name of Jesus. From today, they move to being limited to being limitless. They move into an unlimited covenant. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Look at me. Look at me. Congratulations. Congratulations. Look at this handsome young man. Please follow him. He has a word for you. Can we put hands together as they go? Now, listen to me. Listen to me. Remember this year, the toast of the covenant. Whenever PK says communion, don't come as usual. It's a covenant feast. Come believing. We are reestablishing, reenacting our covenant. That's why I say do this in remembrance of this covenant. And you get home tonight. Anything the devil brings, get the ornament out and take a shot. <laughs> the devil is a lie. But listen, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to ask God, what seed do you want me to give? was the Isaac was the test of the covenant it might be like me the money you have been saving trying to keep it might be something else but whatever it is I want you to be ready to lay down bow down your heads I'm not your the one that's in covenant with you is God is God but make sure this gaining momentum is not over you put that thing in an envelope 
you write on it, my covenant seed, and you drop it on the altar. You start to do that from tonight. Then tomorrow, then the day after tomorrow till Sunday, you write a check, you put it into an envelope, you write on it, covenant seed, and you bring it to the altar. Father, thank you, Lord, because we are sons of the prophet and children of covenant. I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. From today, they walk in the consciousness of that covenant. They step out of here knowing they are unlimited. They are greater than superheroes because our God is greater than all that. By covenant, we have all and we receive all. We can face anything and not do anything that the devil brings against us because covenant is working with us. Thank you, Lord, because you so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody shout up unlimited. God bless you. Come on. No, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You can do better. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.